Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. If you're surprised to see me here on the camera, if you're by chance watching on SWX Montana Television, welcome in to Nuanas Now. Hope you're having a great Thursday. I have had a not so great of the last 18 hours. Uh, I can only laugh at it because I think that if my diagnosis of what has happened to my vehicle is correct, it is perhaps the worst luck I've ever experienced within the scope of a life filled with bad luck. But we're going to have some fun today either way. If you've been paying attention, I've been teasing that uh, I'm out to Bozeman for today. We're supposed to be broadcasting from the Montana State campus. Well, that's not the case because uh, last night I was on my way to Bozeman right after this show. And I got to about Tura and uh, I had to turn around. So uh, not the greatest uh, of times, but, you know... 
It is what it is. I was feeling sorry for you until you walked in here with pineapple on that pizza. Oh, my God. I bought Tommy a pizza. Well, I bought myself pizza that I'm going to share with Tommy. Uh, but uh, how can you not like pineapple on pizza? How can you have the same car blow up twice, bro? No one blows two engines in two years. Uh, so what I think happened was I think I was driving through the construction, and I think a rock chip hit my coolant because this was a an instantaneous reaction. I was just driving through the construction, then I get out of the construction. I was going the speed limit, you know, minding my P's and Q's. And I tried to open it up. I got turbocharged engine. I got fast car, and it's not going. It's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I look at my wind, uh, my dashboard. Check engine lights on. The red light of death, which is your thermostat, your radiator light is on. And I thought, oh, God, I already know what's happening. So I pulled it over at Tura, limped my way up the frontage road, got to the gas station there in Bonner, popped the hood. No smoke or fire, but uh, no coolant in that engine. And then I discovered two big puncture holes underneath. So somehow, some way, I punctured a hole in my coolant container and uh, had to turn around. So here I am. We were supposed to have a big show here in Bozeman. We were supposed to be featuring a variety of guests from Montana State. We'll still do that. We'll still feature uh, several of the people from Montana State that were set to join us. And we have a bunch of guests all the way around here in today's show. So we're going to make some lemonade out of some lemons and uh, have a little fun. Off the top here, Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach. He's supposed to sit down with me in Bozeman. He was kind enough to still give a call, so we'll hear from Coach Vegan here in just a minute. I've been teasing this Dan Hawkins sound for quite some time as well, and uh, if we have time, we'll get to that here uh, in the first segment as well. Segment number two, a live call. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director. we get the lay of the land with fall sports on the horizon for Montana State and everybody else around the Big Sky Conference, so that should be fun to catch up with Leon. We also had such a busy day Tuesday, we didn't get to our Treasure State Stars of the Week. So we'll present that today as well. Uh, Cross-country oriented, because cross-country is the first fall sport for prep sports that gets started. They get started this weekend. So it'll be fun for them and a lot of great returners, a lot of state champions returning across all classes, boys and girls cross-country at the high school level. Top of the hour, this is fun. I've been uh, looking forward to this for a while. If you follow any of the content online from the Big Sky Conference, the Big Sky Conference established a new position in January of 2020, a uh, digital and multimedia broadcasting position. Mary Lou's Cook is the first person to hold this position. She's doing a tremendous job. She is the queen of content. Uh, she is phenomenal on camera, a great uh, interviewer and analyst of Big Sky Conference sports. The unfortunate part for her is that she took this job in January of 2020, and then everything got called off and canceled. So she basically had the Big Sky Conference tournament canceled. Uh, she's done some track stuff, and this most recent Big Sky tournament, she got a spring football season, but she's never gotten to do a full-fledged football season or a basketball season with fans. But uh, fun catching up with her. We're going to do that probably every other week, if not every week here on Nuanas Now, uh, Inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's Cook and uh, – as well, it's a Thursday, so that means our good friend Carolyn's going to swing by. And uh, we have another great giveaway for you. Clutch Women, uh, who appeared on the show last week during Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports, they sent a couple clutches for us to give away. Football season's around the corner, so we have a Seattle Seahawks sort of colored schemed uh, clutch to give you. This is a great price. This is over $100 value. And if you are a well, male, female, whatever, anybody can use these things, but uh, particularly for the females out there or if you're a dude who has a lady friend that maybe you need a present for, this is going to be a good one. So we're going to give you that away around, oh, 515, 530 as well. So we uh, we were able to audible. It is football season, and we were able to audible and get ourselves some great guests here 
on 1029 ESPN Missoula. So thanks so much for being with us. You want to consume the show in any sort of fashion besides the traditional radio or on the traditional television, head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you will find the stream. If you want to be a, uh, get a hold of the show, which you're going to when we give away this clutch, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029, 888-1029. guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Go check them out in person or online, nwmsrocks.com. And finally, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a bunch of things to give away. Uh, We might even be giving away some Seahawks tickets a little later on. Uh, But we also have a bunch of great prizes for you coming up uh, throughout the fall. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to do a YouTube giveaway later on this fall. And you're not going to be able to win unless you're a subscriber already to the Nuanas Now YouTube channel. Time now for our Coach's Corner. We feature interviews with various coaches from various levels of sports and various areas of Montana each week here on Nuanas Now. And this week, our Coach's Corner features the guy who's leading the Bobcats for the first time. Well, it's football season, so that means we had to call an audible. I'm supposed to be in Bozeman doing this interview live and in person, but uh, not so lucky today, but I appreciate Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, joining us here on Nuanas now via the telephone. And, Coach, thanks so much for being here. How you doing? Doing well. Doing better than you, I guess, as far as uh, being where I need to be. Yeah, no question. Well, let's talk all things fall camp. You guys have marched along pretty darn good. Uh, just your overall impressions so far, because I know that uh, once the it turns into the second week, it kind of becomes the dog days, and, and guys get a little tired. But what have you thought just to focus on your team, and where are you guys at right now, kind of midway through fall camp? Yeah, we're, we're two weeks in, um, and, you know, I think uh, I've been I've been really pleased with our our approach every day. You know, you said it, it's dog days. It's the end of that second week. Um, the end is in sight, so to speak, as far as going good on good. But our guys have, uh, you know, I think taken the approach of, of coming out and and working, getting better, um, getting things accomplished on a, on a daily, whether it's been out in the practice field, in the meeting rooms, doing walkthroughs. Um, our guys came in with a, a really good approach off of a, a summer where I, I think we, we made – Tremendous gains, um, strength-wise, conditioning-wise, and yeah, I think to this point we've been really pleased. Just looking at some of the social media and some of the pictures, you can tell just by looking at the guys the strength gains. So, I mean, how much of that is uh, just a product of Sean Heron and his staff and the work that they've done? Uh, a lot of credit goes to Sean. I, you know, I think uh, as you look at things, this summer was really his oper- first opportunity to to take and, and apply his approach. You know, anything that was done post-hire in the winter and even when I got here in the spring was a little bit of an adaptation based on whether they were going to play in the spring initially and then again shifting gears from a coaching perspective so um, we had uh, very good discussions towards the end of spring you know I in a sense turned the the keys over to him and and I think we see things very similarly how you know how a strength and conditioning program should be run and you know it's certainly about pushing weight um, but but we need to be able to you know certainly build up their conditioning levels but then also mentally challenge them and and, and Sean was able to do that you know throughout the summer and you know uh, we're much better equipped um, here here in uh, August than we were back in April. When it comes to your personal philosophies on, on strength and conditioning, I know that, that that has evolved a lot in college football, and there's several different trains of thought on which way to go, whether it's 
you know, more injury prevention or more building mass, strength, all that sort of stuff. But where do you rely on? I mean, what 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 sort of strength and conditioning fits your style as far as what you guys want to do on the field? Well, we talk about uh, functional training. You know, what what is going to apply to the football field? And, and you know, that's um, that is injury prevention to some degree, from a flexibility perspective, strengthening perspective, um, changing direction, um, being able to start and stop is such a big part of the game. Um, you know, flexibility as far as playing with pad level, uh, but but there's certainly strength that comes into it, just pure strength. And so it's uh, it's I think it's I would say it's certainly a blend of, of science and art. Um, and like I said, I, I think. When a strength coach can implore um, lessons mentally, can challenge guys mentally, I think you're really you know, getting that kind of complete uh, training in, especially through a summertime. When you're looking at, as a head coach, when you're looking at the, the numbers, max numbers and stuff like that, does that go into your evaluation of guys? Not necessarily maybe just their totals, but just the, the amount they, they increase their strength and things like that? Yeah, I think you said it there. I think it's uh, relative to each guy, you know, are they getting stronger? I, I think everybody comes in with a different baseline. Um, so are they continuing to increase their strength levels? I think that's the biggest thing. If they're guys that need to put on strength, um, you know, relative to just their, their pure body weight, how's that how's that working? I know we measure um, explosiveness through uh, jumping ability, um, uh, flying ten yard dashes. Um, you know, so it's not just the the thought that you get a guy in there and you see how many times he can rep two twenty five or how fast he runs a forty or whatever. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. That we, you know, we want to see how is this going to translate to the football field? How is it going to translate? You know, in a lot of cases, to your specific position on the football field. So, you know, that's how um, I think. You know, that's definitely how Sean thought before I got here. So, really, really fortunate that he had been put in that role, and you know, we really see uh, things very much the same. Brent Vegan joining us, Montana State head football coach here on Nuana is now part of our coach's corner. Coach, you mentioned just uh, the, the energy you guys are bringing. Is there anybody in particular or any players you can point to that have sort of set the tone when it comes to that? Because sometimes you do need a little uh, extra inspiration, a little extra leadership to get through some of these tough, hot practices. Well, I think it would start with our at the top with our seniors. You know, um, we're gonna have a huge number. You know, and we got a bunch of fifth-year juniors that you could probably throw in there. You know, all our, our fifth and sixth-year guys. Um, I really appreciate the way they've approached it. You know, I they're by no means resting on what they've done in the past. Um, I think their approach, no matter what type of individual they are, outgoing and introverted, I, I think they've come out and attacked each day. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing. You, know, you, you have to have your leaders, um, you know, uh, showing energy, creating energy, um, making everybody accountable to that, that daily energy as far as how we approach practice meetings, walkthrough, and, and, and then, you know, they've been the driving force for sure. Let's talk about a couple of the position groups that people have their eyes on. First and foremost, quarterback, always a key storyline for every program across the country. Uh, but I know with sort of the implementation of yourself and Taylor House, right, the new offensive scheme, uh, definitely people have their eyes on it. And you guys have three different guys in your quarterback room that have started Division One games between Matt McCabe, we had his time at NC State, Casey Bauman at Montana State, and then Tucker Rovick, who started more games for the Bobcats than anybody, uh, at least on this current roster. So how would you evaluate how the quarterback situation is going, and what have you thought of that competition? Well, I think making making real good progress into this week, um, 
you know, and, and I, I think all three, um, and then you throw Tommy Mallott in there, I think all four of those guys had really productive summers. You know, I think they all took the approach of, um, what can I do to make myself better? I'm not going to worry about what the next guy is doing necessarily. I want to become the best best version of myself. And that's a quarterback. That's you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. It's certainly playmaking, but but how do you even get to that point where you can make plays? It's uh, it's there's physical development that has to occur. There's uh, a rapport with your offensive teammates, receivers probably in particular that has to has to grow. I think that occurred over the summer. Um, you know, and then, then re-implementing, you know, the offense here kind of for a second time through, which, which showed is I think their understanding of, of what we're trying to do is uh, is way different than the spring. And then I, I know then the kind of the closing one is understanding what the defense is trying to do to you. So I, I think we've, we've grown all those areas. Um, you know, I, we haven't been live with that crew, you know, so it's always that dynamic of, of who can make, you know, extending those plays, who can make a guy miss sometimes is lost when you're not uh, when you're not tackling those guys. But but have thought, you know, this second week, um, that entire group has made strides and, and you know, um, I think whether it's Casey, Tucker, Tommy pushing Matt, whether it's Matt you know, being pushed by them, I think the whole group, um, you know, is better. I think all the individuals are, and you know, we'll have a, a scrimmage here on Saturday, and, and you know, ultimately that'll be kind of the, the capstone, so to speak, of this two two week plus eval to see kind of where they're all at relative, and then kind of sort out that depth from there. Montessa head football coach Brent Vegan joining us here, 102.9 ESPN, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And Coach, one of the stories I wrote for Skyline the other day was about the tight ends group, and I thought Ryan Davis made a funny comment. He said, you know, we're Frisbee catching dogs now. They're getting more opportunities than they ever had before. Striking to think that Montana State only two tight end touchdowns in the last four years on the field. But it comes with a caveat because Troy Anderson scored about a million touchdowns during that time, so not a lot of touchdowns to be had. But I know you're a former tight end yourself so what do you think of just the evolution of the tight end position and how do you hope those tight ends fit into your offense this year well i i, I the evolution has has become that you just utilize them in so many so many more ways and, and by them that can be a group it could be one tremendous individual it could be a couple tremendous individuals um i, I think our situation is you know we we have a, i think a really um multifaceted group, you know, and I think our our hope is collectively we can accomplish a lot with that that group, uh, both the run game and the pass game, and, and you know, um, sometimes you, you, you can think you can force things just because you want to do something, but you got to have the guys at that position, I think, to do things with, to create matchups. It's not as simple as just saying, you know, we can, we can force the ball to the tight end. But I think we do have guys that uh, um, you know are going to be threats. You know, I, I look at uh, you know Derek Snell's got a unique ability for a guy that does, doesn't maybe have the best length to to get himself open. He catches the ball really well. Um, you mentioned Ryan. I think Ryan has his uh, set of strengths. Um, RJ, you know, is necessary tight end. We see him more as a fullback. But I think there's going to be opportunities in this offense for RJ to not only block but to catch the football and and trade Pickering. Um, you know, it is one that's that's really come along too. Uh, Trayton 
you know, I think flashed at best in the spring and has become a you know much more consistent guy and has a, a, a ton of ton of potential. Um, you know, a kid that played six man football um, up in Sundance. Really excited about the progress that that he's made. Coach's corner, Brent Vegan, Montana State football coach, joining us here. Nuanas now. And, Coach, let's talk about the defense a little bit. I know one of the primary uh, position battles there defensively uh, is on the interior. I know Chase Benson's a solidified guy, but I know there's a lot of young guys fighting for playing time next to him. Kyle Riggs, a guy that I thought came to Montana State with a ton of talent um, coming out of high school, and he's kind of had to wait his turn because he's been on a pretty stacked unit. So uh, he probably comes to mind, but is there anybody else that's been standing out there, and what do you think of just that overall position battle? Yeah, you know, certainly like Chase, I, I, he'd be a real force. Um, I think Kyle, yeah, he's, he's bided his time, so to speak, but I think he's ready to go. Uh, we, we brought in we brought in Blake Heal, um, a transfer from, from Tarleton um, down in Texas, and, and like the progress that, that he's making. Um, Blake Schmidt uh, is a younger player uh, from the San Diego area that uh, is showing some some flashes. Marcus Weir from over in Billings, um, Byron Rollins, you know from Missoula. I think those guys will all figure in. Um, Tua Retta is certainly a unique um, individual from a size perspective. So I think, and we've had a chance to take a look at these guys much differently than we did back in the spring. It was a pretty pretty thin outfit in the spring, and, and you know now to see them a couple weeks in, you know I think we feel like we have depth competition, um, the ability to, to at least play play four guys, and, and, I'll, and I'll also understand that four guys maybe could change from week to week or series to series based on you know what what the offense um, is doing and, and what you know what we need to do defensively. So. So we made some, I think, significant progress on the interior. Um, you know, I, I think we certainly have some paring down to do yet with, uh, you know, just how that's going to look come September 4th. Last personal question for you. One guy that really flashed to me during spring, last time I saw you guys scrimmage, was Sebastian Valdez. And I know he came to Montana State with a lot of uh, high regard, but he just looks the part all day long. Physically, he looks great. So what's the next step for him if he wants to crack that rotation up front? Yeah, you know, he's, we still have him playing on the outside. Um, he's maybe a year away from um, his body taking him to the inside. Right. He is that ideal, you know, from a height perspective, ultimately what he's going to weigh. Um, you know, three technique that's going to play over the guard, but we, we have him at end. And, you know, um, I, I definitely he did definitely flash with his ability, his effort in the, in the spring. And I know we have... Um, you know, some really good depth on the outside, but uh, Sebastian's definitely going to figure into that. And you know, um, you know, as a freshman with four years left to go, you know, would suspect him to, to make some flashes throughout the fall here, and, and you know, ultimately have a, a tremendous career um, here at Montana State. Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach, joining us here in Nuanas now, part of our coach's corner. And coach, we'll get you out of here on this. I know you guys are conducting a closed scrimmage on Saturday, so sort of the wrap of the first uh, iteration of your first ball camp. So what changes after Saturday? What personnel decisions will you guys make? What sort of things are you looking for out of your team? And, and what sort of moment is Saturday just in terms of kind of turning the page and then getting ready for the season? Yeah, you know, Saturday is that kind of last chance for us to really go live good on good. And, and you know, whether that's offense, defense, um, special teams, there's a lot of things I think that will sort itself out there. You know, who are those 70 guys going to be that uh, get on that plane to go to Laramie? Um, 
a lot of that will be determined um, out of Saturday, taking a, a big picture look at these first couple weeks, but also a lot will do just how guys, you know, perform, you know, this coming Saturday. Then next week we will shift gears. We'll have a little bit of uh, against each other work on Monday, Tuesday. School starts Wednesday, shift full on into our Wyoming preparation. Um, on Thursday, so you know, I think we've gone at it really. Uh, um, we challenged the guys, I guess, the first couple weeks here, and we've got a lot, a lot of reps. And now through the next couple weeks, it's about bringing them back. You know, if, if we said like at the end of last week, if they weren't walking off the field on, on Saturday with their tundra, and they were probably um, not doing what we needed to do, and I'd say the same thing again this Saturday. And yeah, but then we got to start bringing them back. We're two weeks out at that point, and you know, we need to be. Uh, you know, um, flying as fast as we can, um, running the ball as fast as we can, whatever it might be, you know, on September 4th. So that will be a function of us getting them back physically, but also getting them playing as fast from a mental perspective as possible. Well, Coach, I wish I was there to shake your hand, give you a fist bump or something in person. But uh, regardless, thanks for being so gracious with your time today and appreciate you joining us here on Nuanas Now. Best of luck on Saturday. appreciate it. Get that car back running, and we'll see you soon, okay? Thanks, Coulter. Montana State head football coach. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Uh, more MSU coming up here in just a minute. Leon Costello, the Bobcat Athletic Director, will join us to talk all things Montana State. Why such a Bobcat heavy show today? Well, we do like to cover everything around the state of Montana, but I was supposed to be in Bozeman today and had a little car trouble. So uh, I am here in Missoula. But uh, Brett Vigo was gracious enough to grant me an interview earlier, and Leon was gracious enough to keep his time. So we're just going to do it over the phone so we keep on making it work here uh, at ESPN Missoula. I learned during the uh, while we played that interview there that Tommy has never seen Dumb and Dumber. And this is funny because I think that this is going to be more prevalent as we grow older, not just specifically Tommy, but movies have lost their luster, certainly, especially non-blockbuster movies, because... All the greatest writers and actors now are going towards the Netflix track or they're going down the streaming track. And uh, actually, my brother gave me this great book for Christmas called The Big Picture. And it's all about the tipping point of when we went from because in the 90s, there was all sorts of films that were action, but also all sorts of films that were dramas and, you know, little vignettes and sort of the heartstrings movies like Goodwill Hunting. That movie would not be made now because it would not be profitable enough for the studios. And so sort of the the. The phasing out of of traditional films, I think, will become more prevalent. But also, it's also interesting to think, Dumb and Dumber came out now a full, I think, 18, 19 years ago. Uh, And so, uh, no, way more than that. 20, how old are you, Tommy? You're going to be, what, 27, 28 here? Uh, 28. Yeah, so it's actually been 27 years since Dumb and Dumber uh, first came out. So that's amazing um, that it's gotten that old. That means I'm getting old. One other thing to note here before we take a break, before we get to Leon Costello. We talk about sports cards a lot around here. Today, a landmark and perhaps tragic day in the world of sports cards. Tops, the original, the creator, the only card company in the world for the first 25 years of baseball cards has been purchased by Fanatics. Fanatics is uh, now valued as an $18 billion company. That's right, $18 billion. And they absorbed Tops. Tops 
Their stock shot through the roof last week, went up like $110 million, and now they're getting absorbed. And uh, who knows how long the transition will take? They say between three and 10 years, but Tops, as an independent trading card entity, no longer. And that is uh, quite, a, quite a thing to comprehend because Tops is synonymous with trading cards. And uh, so to have the iconic company like Tops go away, we'll see. The world continues to evolve. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us here in about five minutes. We're also going to hear in the second hour from Mary Lou's Cook from the Big Sky Conference. She's the Director of Digital and Broadcast Media for the Big Sky. It's a debut of a new segment, Inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's. And then we'll also hear from Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. If you're watching on TV, you can see what I got for you. I got this clutch women's clutch. Seahawks colors. Uh, it is designed by the wife of a former Seahawks kicker and punter. And it gets you off the clear bag policy. You can take that into the stadium, no questions asked. You don't have to bring your clear bag. It's perfect if you're a football fan. So stay tuned for that. About 5.15, we're going to be giving you uh, an opportunity to win that awesome prize. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director. What's going on with Bobcat Athletics? We'll ask him all of it right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. I've had it with this jump. We got no food, we got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! Okay, just calm down. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Fall camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Colter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sebrood, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against College of Idaho, in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College, in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon, and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Is new one is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I've got a new age girl. Tell us what she's like. Environmentalist girl. 
Welcome back. It's the uh, early 1990s comedy hour with Tommy and Coulter, also known as Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Tommy actually uh, had a very perceptive uh, point, and we'll get to that here in about, oh, 15, 20 minutes as we wind down hour number one, because I do think that uh, sort of the the lack of, of movie watching by the millennial generation is, there's a lot more to it, and Tommy actually had a great point, so we'll get to that here in just a minute. This stems from my disaster of the last 24 hours in which my car uh, somehow is not working anymore, and uh, the trip I was supposed to make to Bozeman, not actually happening, which then caused me to lead with a line from Dumb and Dumber, which then caused us to listen to Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. And this is how things spiral out of control here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. But that's here nor there. We have important stuff to get to now. We go to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line. Welcome to a good friend of this show and a guy that's doing a hell of a job over there at Montana State. He's Leon Costello, the athletic director for the Bobcats, joining us. And, Leon, I wish I was sitting next to you at Shore Gym. I was so looking forward to actually seeing you and uh, checking out the Bobcats warming up before their exhibition volleyball match against TCU. But say la vie, not there. But thanks so much for making some time. Thanks so much for taking the call. Well, thanks for having me, and we wish you were here too. And uh, when Bill told me that you weren't coming, I said, "What? What do you mean?" And he told me kind of what happened. I'm like, <laughs> "That sounds like Coulter." So, <laughs> not, not a surprise, not a surprise that you're not here. But uh, you know, when you're talking about Dumb and Dumber, you know, one of my favorite lines in that movie: "Just go, man, just go." <laughs> That's right. Lo- I love movies, and so um, I agree. I think it's kind of a lost art. Um, of today, I loved going watching movies in theaters, and um, you know, I've I've got my list of movies, but the, my go-to mov- movie quotes in certain situations, and th- those are the things that are never going to leave me. No question. That's where we kind of got into this because I led with my pet's heads are falling off because that's the disaster <laughs> of the day that I would have it. But uh, our, our good, a good producer in the back, Tommy, he was born about a year before Dumb and Dumber even came out. So we're still trying to uh, get him up to speed. What's your favorite movie? What, what, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, you know, that's, uh, you know, it depends. I have a lot of them. I, I like them. My, it depends on what genre you're watching, but like if it, Kind of the dramas. I, I love the Bourne trilogies. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of that action and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love sports movies. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's just a lot. It just kind of depends. It depends on the mood, and it depends on maybe the kind of time of year. Uh, I think it switches off and on. I, I wouldn't say there's just, like, one movie uh, that I go to, but th- th- I've got a, a few that I'll go to on certain situations. But being from Iowa, and since we were so close, obviously Field of Dreams ranked right up there. That was, you led me right into it, because I was going to say, this latest <laughs> iteration of Field of Dreams, like the modernization and the baseball game that was played at Field of Dreams, that had to be very nostalgic for you from a guy who loves baseball, loves the Cubs, and then is also from Iowa. Yeah, you know, we, we went back to Iowa um, for Memorial Day. And we, for a bunch of reasons, we have a family has a bunch of birthdays in May. And so it was a good time to go back there and be with family, but we knew the game was coming up. And so one of the things I told my wife, I was like, I want to take the kids to feel the dreams. And so we were able to go in May. And the only, 
downer of it was the corn was only, you know, probably not even to your knees. You know, and so it wasn't high, so you didn't get the kind of the, the real feel that you get in the movie and what you saw on TV. However, the movie set is really cool, and being able to play catch and do all that kind of stuff on that field was cool for them. You know, they watched the movie first, and they went there, and then when the kids sat down, they watched the game. You know, it was kind of cool for them to say, yeah, I was there. And But it was interesting because they would not let you go over to the major league field. That was kind of off limits. And so we just kind of hung out on the movie set. But, uh, yeah, it was good to be back and, and to go see it. Well, you were so good about checking in with us pretty much monthly uh, throughout what was an incredibly challenging 20-plus months for everybody, especially people involved in sports. And we really appreciated that. But now we're here to talk about uh, all the stuff that's upcoming, and it is great to have a full slate of sports upcoming for the fall. Knock on wood, hopefully we can get this whole thing done. But I, I have great optimism in it. So just take us through Bobcat Athletics right now. I mean, what was the biggest challenge uh, of navigating the pandemic as it was, and uh, what are you looking forward to most this fall? Yeah, you know, biggest challenge was just keeping in touch with our fans. You know, so much of what we do involves engaging our fans and, you know, writing letters and emails and things, you know, suffice for the, the times we were in, but it's just not the same as, seeing them in person at an event or sitting down with them or taking them to lunch or whatever it might be. And to me, that was the hardest part. And then you went through games where you, we were able to compete, which was great for the student athletes, but then they were in empty gyms and you were trying to generate this crowd noise and do it over speaker. It just, there was just that missing element and it was our fans. And so, yeah, tonight being able to open up Schroyer and having volleyball, kind of be the first event back with fans. I'm, I'm so excited for for Coach Jones and the entire program to welcome in, you know, a Big 12 program in TCU. And, um, you know, we have high expectations for for volleyball and, and really for all of our programs. But this is going to be a great way to, to kick it off and kind of work out maybe some of our kinks because it's been such a long time since we've uh, had people in our venues to, to be able to watch uh, watch our, our teams play. And so I, I think that was the biggest downer and, you know, kind of the biggest challenge, but, but also just trying to make sure that what you were doing was keeping your student athletes, your coaches and your staff safe and able to practice and train and, and, you know, get their classes done and then find a way for them to compete. And, you know, we were always dealing like everybody with the changing information um, seemed like it changed on a daily basis. You're trying to keep up with the protocols from the NCAA and, trying to get all that information out to our student athletes so they didn't have to worry or stress about it. To let them know, hey, look, we got you covered. Just come in here. We're going to do whatever it is we have to do, and we're going to have you, you know, ready to be able to, to train and compete. And that was probably the toughest part because we saw the, the strain that it had on our, on our student athletes, and um, it was just a, a crazy year. But my hope, like you just said, the light's at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're coming back into – a little bit of normalcy, and hopefully we uh, can t- maintain course and keep uh, moving in a positive direction. But this, for us tonight, is a start of hopefully many, many great things to come. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us here on Duanas Now on 102.9 ESPN, as well as SWX Montana Television. And, Leon, you mentioned that uh, TCU coming to town for an exhibition match against the Bobcats tonight. Bobcat volleyball team uh, has improved greatly over the last several years under the direction of uh, Coach Jones. So well, I remember when I first started at the, the Bozeman Chronicle as a sports writer uh, back in 2010, 
And Montana State Volleyball is almost an afterthought. There was really no uh, momentum within the program. There was no real expectation for success. Uh, but it's continued to steadily get better, and now the last couple of years rapidly get better to become one of the better programs and a, and a program now that's picked, I think, third and fourth respectively in the preseason poll. So definitely a true conference title contender. How has that happened? I mean, what gave you guys the belief to invest in volleyball? Well, you know, I think my uh, my philosophy uh, for any coach's hire is uh, hire great people and get out of the way. You know, let them let them put their philosophies and their coaching styles into play. And I mean, that's why you hired them and, and let them go do their deal. And I think what you're seeing in volleyball is Daniel uh, and the staff. They're they're great recruiters, and they get great student athletes to come here. And then they you know they teach the game. They're technicians when it comes to the fundamentals and techniques of volleyball and. Um, they've found student athletes to fill the roles that they've needed filled. And, um, you know, it, it's paid off and it's, uh, it's been fun to watch the growth. Um, and you're exactly right from when I started five years ago till now, I mean, this, the improvement has been drastic and you can see it basically in every position, um, that we have on the floor. And not only that, now we have the depth. And so we have younger players that are ready to step in if needed. And so knowing that you, you can feel kind of comfortable because it's not just, okay, we're going to throw these girls out there and um, we're just going to go let them play. Now they're going to throw them out there and they're struggling a little bit. We've got a whole stable full of, of other student athletes that are ready to go. And I think having that depth has been key, but it takes time. As you know, it takes time to build that depth. And he's done an amazing job of being able to identify that talent and put them in key roles for them to be successful. He's doing a great job, and uh, we look forward to catching up with Coach Jones here pretty soon. But the the news of the day and and the news of the month is football. The opening of fall camp under Brett Vegan. We led with him during this show and talked a little bit about fall camp as well. About Montana State now, a little more than two weeks away from opening the football season at Wyoming in Laramie. Uh, we'll be on hand in person to check out Coach Vegan's first game against his former team, which is an interesting fold, an interesting element. Uh, but from just a, a logistical standpoint and an athletic department standpoint, Leon, what does football mean? Because this is a great, not only uh, excitement and, and exposure opportunity for you, but a return of revenue, a return of, of regionally and nationally televised games. So uh, just take us through the impact that you think this the, the full return of football at Montana State since the first time since December 2019. What's that going to have on the athletic department at MSU? Yeah, it's going to be huge. And I think we take a look at it as far as seasons go. And when we have our all-staff meeting, which will be coming up here next week, it's, it's so important to get off to a great start in the fall. And so that's football, that's volleyball, that's cross country. It's all the sports that are competing, uh, you know, getting our whole department off on the right foot. And obviously football uh, plays a huge, huge role in that. And, uh, you know, I think for whatever reason, you know, um, taking the time off that we did, it has, it has just fueled our fan base. And they are so ready uh, to watch the Bobcats in Bobcat Stadium. We're hitting record numbers and and ticket sales and everywhere you go, people are talking about it. And, you know, I think the combination of being off, but then having the, um, you know, the players that are coming back in, the, in, in such a good spot and having the success that we had a couple of years ago to finish off the 2019 season, you know, just kind of falling a little bit shy of your goals, but being right there, I think, you know, expectations are, are so high. And, um, yeah, football is a, is a driver of revenue in our department. Make no mistake about it. Um, you know, we need the football program to be good. And uh, I feel really good about where we're at. Um, and it's the leadership and the culture that you see on our team 
Um, and then we're able to bring new guys in, and, and they get bought in and invested right away. Uh, it doesn't take them very long to see, you know, what football means to us here. Um, and that goes for the coaches as well. I mean, we, we brought in a few new coaches and mixed them with some veteran coaches that have been here. And, again, it doesn't take them very long to see um, to our fans, to this university, to our community, what football means. And, you know, and I think all the coaches rally around each other. And um, everybody knows when football does well, Daniel Jones knows that when football does well, it's great for volleyball. And when, you know, football does well, it's great for the basketball programs. And then that hopefully spurs them to be ultra competitive because nobody wants to be left behind and everybody then wants to have success. And I think from our standpoint and my standpoint, that's what I've been seeing is we get along so well. We have a, such a great family atmosphere here in the department, but they're, they're head coaches. So they're ultra competitive. And when one coach is having success, another coach wants to have success. And, you know, it just kind of raises the level of everybody. And, um, you know, this is going to be a pretty interesting year and it could be an outstanding year where we've got a bunch of teams that are right on the cusp of winning championships. And if all things go right, we could be winning a ton of championships here this year. And, you know, as, as the athletic director, that's what you want to see. You want to see coaches and student athletes having success in competition, but then we're also having success in the classroom as well. You know, maintaining about a 3.35 cumulative GPA, you know, the highest it's been with probably the most challenges we've ever had. And so couldn't be more proud of, of what's going on and how they're conducting their business. But, you know, I always tell them at the end of the day, we're a division one program. We're about winning championships and, uh, hopefully we have a chance to do a bunch of that here this year. Leon Casello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us here. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN as well as SWX Montana Television. And you mentioned you've been on the job now for five years, Leon, but it's fascinating to look across the athletic department because you do have uh, some veteran coaches like Coach Benford who's been around forever. I know Lyle Weiss is new to being the director of track and field, but he's been around Montana State uh, for a, a, lot, a lot of time as well. But new coaches, uh, relatively new, guys, both men and women that you have hired. Uh, so take us through kind of just your overall formula because you mentioned that you kind of want to have a comprehensive athletic department culture, and it seems like uh, the personality types of a lot of the coaches that you've hired are sort of similar. So what is sort of the formula of hiring coaches at Montana State right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think the big thing is if we're looking at them, we know they can do the job. We know that they can coach their respective sport. Um, but really it comes down to fit. And if if coaches don't fit into an environment that you're putting them into, they're never going to be successful. And and it's so important to be able to get them on campus and to, and to have them interact with other people that are on campus to really understand what this place is about. It's truly special. Um, but to have you know, President Wade Cruzado sit down with a potential head coach means, means the world because she can explain the vision of this university, kind of how athletics fits into that, and they understand kind of the direction that we're going. And then, and then I, you know, then when I meet with them, it, it's trying to align, you know, what kind of our core values are and what our goals are here and making sure that, that those goals and, and, uh, and vision and, and values align with the potential coaches because, you want everybody working in the same direction. You want them working towards the same goals. And if, if you don't have that, it, it's never going to work. And, you know, and I think we've been able to do a, a really good job of recruiting great coaches here, but it's because of the success of, of the university, because of the growth of Bozeman, because of the state of Montana is such a great place to live and, and raise a family. People want to be here. And then we are starting to do our part. You know, the, the athletic department is, uh, 
is competing and, and we're like you said before we're trying we're going to win uh, a bunch of championships and we've set ourselves up for that but people want to be part of that and it's not just this or that it's really the complete package when you look at this university and how it sits within this community in the state and um we've, we've been very fortunate um but also i think you you also make uh you, you make some of your uh your your own decisions um, and that kind of fuels the fire. And so we've kind of put ourselves in a place to be able to attract really, really great coaches. We'll get you out of here on this then, Leon. What's your overall evaluation of Brett Vega? I know it's hard to evaluate a head coach, uh, especially from a football perspective, when he has not yet coached a game yet. But it is an interesting deal because he's been on the job now for uh, – eight, maybe even nine months, I guess early February, so uh, about eight months. Uh, but he does make his debut as the head coach officially in a game capacity uh, two Saturdays from now. But uh, you're just overall scout on the Bobcats this year in football and in your thoughts on Coach Vegan. Yeah, you know, I, I'm excited for for student-athletes to get out there and play. And, you know, when I walk in our in our halls and I see our uh, student-athletes in the, in the weight room or you know, getting and get some treatments in the training room, being able to talk to them. They're just so ready to get back onto the field and play. And uh, I keep telling them, I said, look, when you guys go out there for a gold rush, it's going to feel like the national championship game. Our fans are so ready that when you take that field, it's going to be electric. So I want you to be prepared for that. You know, and I tell them about record number of, of ticket sales and things and their eyes just get wide and they light up and they're so hungry for that. And uh, I'm, I think it's going to be a really special season this year in football. Like I said, we have some really great seniors and super seniors that are coming back. Um, our foundation is so strong. And, um, you know, we just need something to get us over the edge. And, you know, that's where Coach Vegan comes into play. And uh, I couldn't be more excited about him, uh, for him to be able to open at Wyoming. It's kind of ironic how all that stuff works out. But uh, I guess the stars were aligned with, with that. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, he's... He's been there and he's done that. He, he's been at the pinnacle at the FCS level with NDSU. Um, he's done great things at Wyoming. I love the fact that he's got an offensive mind, and that offensive mind really understands defense because you have to scheme against that defense, and so he really can put it all together. And what I've seen from him, he, he's a great leader in that he lets his assistant coaches really coach their positions and really deepen those relationships with those position players and, and lets them, you know, lets them coach. And I think all of that has just kind of worked and it's kind of fit. And, you know, watching the transition from when he got here to where we are today, he's come leaps and bounds. And, you know, this team's going to be ready to go. And uh, I couldn't be more excited about, about him leading our team and really just can be more excited about uh, our team just taking the field uh, here uh, in a couple of weeks in what, about 18 months that they've had off. So uh, expectations are high and that's a great, and that's a great place to be. And, uh, I think we're just ready to see the ball kicked off. Well, no question. I got expectations sky high for Montana State. I picked them to win the league, and uh, I think that they're going to be a Final Four contender at the very least. So exciting things ahead for Bobcat football. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for making the time, man. We really appreciate it. Good catching up with you, and hopefully we run into you soon. That sounds great. Get get over here so we can see you in person. You know, we never got that round of golf in, so we, we still got to do that before the snow flies. Can't wait. If I can get my car fixed, I'm planning on being there a week from today. So, uh, in the middle, well, in the hey, meantime, if I got to come over there, I'll come over there. <laughs> hey, okay. So, I was, hey, I got free golf over here, so that's a good thing. Uh, Leon, appreciate it, man. We'll All talk right. to you soon. You got it. See you. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Tommy's going to give his analysis of how the lack of 
pop culture oriented uh, stores is why he has a list of 193 movies to watch on his phone. More on that right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications, connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Freshman, sophomore in high school, I uh, I was super into like punk music, and Dookie by Green Day, their debut album, was one of the great like fast playing sort of pop punk albums of all time. It's, it's the it's the original one, really. It's the one that set the tone and set the stage for all the bands that came after. And I remember when this album first came out. This was like the third single. I hadn't heard it yet. And I heard the first two singles, and I was like, oh, my God, Green Day is dead. I can't believe that they did this. I can't believe that they did this rock opera album. But then I listened to the whole thing and realized what they were trying to get at. And I realized it's an excellent piece of uh, creativity. What, what a what a great album, and it deserved to win all the Grammys that it did win. Welcome back. Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Tommy Evans, DJ for me. And Tommy Evans also giving some poignant pop culture analysis. So, Tommy, I'm not even going to really set this up besides to say uh, I'm not in Bozeman, if you're watching on SWX. That's why I'm in studio. My car had a little issue with the coolant. We won't bore you with the details of that. But I led the show with a famous line from Dumb and Dumber, only to realize you had not seen Dumb and Dumber, which then got me tripping down the rabbit hole like it always does, about why things within our... uh, Cumulative lexicon seem to change uh, as time evolves and what are the factors that go into it. And you have a notes document on your cell phone of what, like 180, 190 movies? Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. So I'm up to uh, two, actually 299. 299. Dumb and Dumber is the 299th film that I've been asked about in day-to-day conversation, which I have not seen. That is also not a duplicate on the list. Do you think it would actually be physically possible for you to watch every single one of the movies on your list? I mean, I don't know, man. I guess kind of now you're venturing into, like, mathematic 
zones for me. <laughs> and unless it's like timing out your radio clock, I can't do it. That's, uh, well, that's definitely true. You know, uh, you I mean. also are consuming The Bachelor so often. I do watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and, and look, anyone out there, you can laugh all you want, but it's great entertainment, man. You get like one like like stunning girl and then all these bro hunks that are like, she's my girl. Oh, I'm going to go out with her. Those are my goldfish. Don't eat my goldfish. It's just hysterical. It's just ama- just amazing to me. But uh, you, you had some uh, reactions to the fact that I hadn't seen Dumb and Dumber. So sure. let's let's recount those here in the next few minutes for this segment. So tell me, why do you think it is that you... So I was saying that I... Well, first, this is not even an opinion. This is a fact. Yeah. The movie industry has changed drastically over the last 10 years. Yeah. It's not worth it for the movie studios like Sony and Universal Studios and Warner Brothers to make, you know, $10 million little dramas. They have to make the grandioso $200 million movie so then they can release it and make $400 million because everybody has a 97-inch TV and surround sound at their house now. So it has to, like, blow your face off. Yeah, right. For you to actually want to get in your car. I mean, when was the last time you went to a movie theater? Uh, 2018. Yeah, years, right? Yeah, yeah years. Sa- I mean, same. I-, I mean, I went and saw The Lion King in 3D. That was the last time. Nice. Really? But, yeah, I mean... You, I mean, now that you got HBO Go, and you, you can basically get the movies in theaters on your phone or your computer, or your TV, or whatever. So, which is so fascinating to me because the millennial generation is one that values experience over anything else. True. So why aren't we revamping the movie theater experience? And a, a big piece of those massive Hollywood releases was merch. Yeah. I'd walk around Hot Topic, Spencer's, Hastings, Hot whatever, <laughs> and and see the posters, the sweatshirts, yeah. the yeah. bobbleheads, all the different like merch for these things that friends would have around school or people would be sporting around stuff that was on sale. And I'd go, oh, I'm missing out. I better go figure out what this is about yeah. so that I can be cool. But we don't have any of that now. I mean, you used to go to Namco and you would play uh, Planet of the Apes pinball, you know, uh, uh, War of the Worlds pinball machines, right? Of the and so, like, yeah, you're yeah. not sitting around those uh, conversational catalysts, which were also pieces of marketing, to sell that product more. I think about this all the time, too, because we think that because we live in this on-demand world where our Netflix... Uh, lists are curated for us and if you like and don't like movies then it'll give you more things that are be catered to you but i also think that 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 it gives you an element of control but it also gives you an element of brain melt what, what uh, you betcha so i mean how many times have you sat there it's like 10 30 at night you're like um you know i'm gonna watch a movie yeah. i got two hours before it's bedtime i'm gonna watch a movie and then you sit there and look at the freaking thing for an <laughs> hour and by the time you're ready to watch a movie you're like well i can't watch a movie now i'm gonna fall asleep because it's already 11 30 i spent an hour looking at this thing whereas when you used to go to the movie store the tangible element of the movies right in front of you was so much different you could yeah. just walk up to the comedy section okay here's the main comedies i've seen those ones okay i'm gonna pick this one and you just picked it and rented it and took it to home and watched it. Yeah, right. And so I think that it made it more the exposure of so many more movies. Like, I would have never watched all the crazy movies I watched when I was a kid, but I was grounded for such a long period of time when I was <laughs> a teenager that my brother and I used to go down there and we'd get seven movies for seven bucks. And Tuesdays. You'd never want to not watch them because you don't, you know, you don't want to pay the late fee. You don't want to pay the money and not watch them. I mean, when you're like 15 years old, seven bucks is like half your net worth. It's still... <laughs> 
So, or I 28 would, next week, exactly. if your producer Tommy. <laughs> still, still my net worth uh, 25 years later. No, but I do think that people were exposed to so many movies because of that. Yeah, we had different marketing that that worked throughout that time. And so, you know, we see this in small business. We see this in uh, athletes marketing themselves. Uh, Everyone turns right to social media. There is an example of one particular platform worth trillions. I just read this. Trillions. Trillions. That that changed the policy today and uprooted a trillion-dollar industry That's right. for millions of independent contractors. What if Netflix went away tomorrow? Right. What, so did, does now the film industry as a whole, does Warner Brothers, does, does you know Sony's film division, are they gone because they haven't put any money into release infrastructure? They don't have a relationship with movie theaters? They don't have a way to get their logo onto kids' backpacks in schools to get people to go out and see the thing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting when you think about how fragile this entire on-demand world really is. The book, The Big Picture... The journalist who wrote it, whose name is escaping me right now, which is actually a pet peeve of mine. I cannot believe I would do that to a fellow journalist because nobody ever remembers who writes the stories. I try to always remember who writes the stories because that's an important detail. But regardless, I'll get you the name in a minute. But yeah. He wrote the big picture, but his main source for it was all of the emails from Sony's main executives. And the whole impetus of the, um, of, of the book is about how Sony almost went out of business, but then they landed the Marvel contract mm. and how that saved Sony because then they had this whole franchise and they could roll out Spider-Man and then wow. they could roll out all these other... But, the, but what happens when they run out of characters? Can they keep it fresh? Can they keep... I mean, how many more Spider-Man movies can you make? I would, I would contend very few. Yeah. How much better can the special effects get? I'm not sure. So... Uh, there is a it's, a, it's a fascinating analysis to be sure, but I, I do think that just the implementation of streaming, the, the gravitation away from Hollywood to um, more sort of, basically, if you're a writer that wants to write like an epic drama, yeah. you're not, you're not going to write Goodwill Hunting or Rounders as a two hour movie. You're going to write no. a, a freaking 10 season, 14 episode Movie. I mean, like Breaking Bad is like a sixty-hour movie, right? Like The Sopranos <laughs> is like a seventy-five-hour-long Godfather. You that's know? right. <laughs> that's that's what you're gonna do, though. And so I, I just think that maybe we just need to look at it a different way. The, the films are still out there; they're just presented to us in a serial format. Yeah, they are. And I don't know any brilliant creator artist, uh, writer, whatever, who would opt to go for a salaried gig for a you know billion-dollar empire such as Warner to create the next Spider-Man when they can open up a dang YouTube channel and do it themselves. No question. It, it, it's exactly. I'm just so interested to see how it all... I, I do think that they're... The, the, it is what it is. The world's going to continue to evolve. The technology is going to continue to prioritize convenience, which I think is a double-edged sword. I know a lot of people would argue with me that they think it's great. I think it's a double-edged sword because I do think it's good for humans to actually go do things. Right. Like to, me and you to make a plan to go watch a movie rather than you watch it at your yeah. house by yourself and I watch it at my house by myself and then we talk about it. Why don't we just go to it? But regardless, uh, I think that's the experiential nature of it is the thing that's missing. Because I do too. This is why I've always gravitated away from online shopping. Because it, for the fact of the matter, we live in a such privileged country, you're always looking for something to do. 
So why would you want to take more activities out? Now you're just going to inevitably be more bored and be watching TV more often. And I just don't think that's good for our brains. Let me tell you what I'm going to do for the part two of this conversation. Okay. I'm going to uh, use some free time and put a list together of the release year of all the films on my list that I've been asked about. That's very good. Because now what I'm wondering is... Is there a peak and valley of, of where folks maybe around your age are asking me more about movies versus uh, folks in my generation? For sure. You know, we should well, have you that seen, out. Have you seen the Netflix series, The Movies That Made Us? No. It's all about the influence that specific giant movies had on just the, 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 the society at large. Wow, really? What, Back to the Future and E.T. and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Haven't seen Some of the epic 80s movies. Of course you haven't. We are way over... Uh, we got to get out, but a lot more pop culture fun to be had and a lot more fun in general to be had. We have a clutch from Clutch Women to give to a one lucky listener. So you can take that to football games. We're also going to hear from two of my favorites, Mary Lou's Cook, her debut, Inside the Big Sky. She's the director of uh, digital and broadcast media for the Big Sky Conference. And we're also going to hear from our good friend Carolyn, a chick who doesn't know sports. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.